This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Carm Capriato and our annual Breaks for Breasts webinar. We're so excited that you're, if you're not watching live and you're catching this on a replay, that's exciting. Please uh, either share this immediately with your friends and say, ooh, ooh, I've always wanted to do the Breaks for Breasts program, and I think I'm being motivated to do it, so we're excited. I have a heck of a panel. You're going to learn a ton here today, and we're going to explain to you how to get involved. We're going to tell you how it's working. We're going to hear from Dr. Johnson, what's going on on at the Cleveland Clinic, and uh I so appreciate the work that's being done. And please remember, everyone, this is breast cancer vaccine research. It's cutting edge, never been done before. And we're going to hear all about that. We're also going to hear about how much money has been raised so far and actually how, actually how to do this thing and how easy it is to get involved. So let me bring on uh, the founders of Breaks for Breast, Leanne Best. So thanks, Laura, Leanne, for want to do this again. This is fun. I got my pink shirt on. <laughs> we love that, Carl. And yes. I'm not sure this clashes with anything that's going on in my world, but uh, it's my first time wearing it. I feel kind of good. You wear it. it well. You wear it well. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I guess pink and white go pretty good together. <laughs> that beard shows very nicely. Hey, guys, a big milestone in 2020. You hit the million dollar mark. Where are we now? Oh my gosh. Well, we're super excited, Carm. We are a little over $1.4 million as of our 2021 Breaks for Breast fundraiser. That's an enormous amount of money. I mean, considering when Laura and I started, it was just five repair shops in the state of Ohio. We raised $10,000 and we kind of looked at each other and said, we might be onto something. And our industry is just like no other. I mean, they have risen to the challenge and continue to do great things. So happy to hear that. Laura and uh, Leanne, I know you worked tirelessly for this. What a seed of an idea. What, five years ago? It was in 2000. (laughs) (laughs) You see how old we are since the first fundraiser. (laughs) 2011. 2011. That's not, is that nine years ago? Isn't it 12? 12. 12. See, see how good I am at math. That's why I do what I do. I'm (laughs) not a mathematician. Wow. It's so exciting. Uh, 11 years ago, and we are where we are today. And some exciting news about, uh, you know, about the clinical trials that are going on that Dr. Johnson is going to come and talk to us about. So besides the numbers to date, as far as the money being raised, our goal here is to find some new shops to come on board. I would love to say that there's 750,000, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. There's 250,000 shops, we always say, in U.S. or North America, and I know you don't have anywhere near that number. We need to uh, get some more signups for this program, and it's really easy. So tell me how easy it is, Laura. Sure. Um, Leanne was talking about 2011 and how we started, and I was thinking um, when we talked about having this uh, podcast Something happened in 2011 that I want to share. So my mother um, fought ovarian cancer for eight years. My brother, pancreatic cancer for three. And I met a lot of people in the medical industry. And my mother was in for treatment one day. And I was so excited about Dr. Tui and and, um, what Leanne and I were starting with Breaks for Breast. And I was talking to the medical professional and the response they got, they gave me when I told them, you know, what we were doing, they laughed. They laughed and they said, that's ridiculous. And I was crushed. 
And um, of course, it didn't stop us from doing, you know, breaks for breasts and what we were doing. But I could not, you know, believe the response I got. And I came to find out and realize that um, that attitude was prevalent through the industry. So not only um, did the science have to happen, but um, they had to overcome all of the mm, industry adversarial um, thought process about uh, prevention versus, you know, treatment, waiting for somebody to get it. So I just, I just want everybody to realize that um, there's more at play here than just this vaccine, in my opinion. There's more at play than just the vaccine. There's, for me, it's almost a shift that's happening. So I just wanted to get that out there because it came to mind when we were talking about this podcast. And I want people to understand that there's more going on than than just the science. It had to be a paradigm shift, an attitude change. And I guess by getting behind this, you've proved so much wrong. Yes. And all the shops that got behind it too, right? I mean, to think where we started in 2011 with $10,000 in five shops. And now, Carmen, you were talking about 250,000 shops in the country. So we have about 1% on board, Leanne. Right. Uh, yeah, that's about right. And and I think, you know, last year, our message, we can make it the same this year. Bring one more. If everybody just brought one more shop on board, imagine the incredible numbers we could do. I mean, don't get me wrong. We're doing incredible numbers now. But yeah, that's the challenge. And I know that everyone who's going to come on and be with us today and, and talk about breaks for breasts and what role that they had and how it worked in their shops and how they got their vendors on board. It's not hard. We all know so many people in this industry, and I'm just reaching out to all the people that I know. And I, I know Jimmy Lee knows probably 10 times more than me. We need to really just look him in the face or send an email or say why. I guess I would want to know from somebody is why wouldn't you want to get involved? And it's not hard. And, and the thing is, it's a very serious subject. It's so much fun to do. You know, it is. It just it just just is such a feel good, you know? But we have a slide with, with the, the URL. Let's put that up. Breaksforbreast.com. And there's the, right up top, repair shop sign up for 2022. That's the, uh, the picture you're going to see when you go to the website. And that's uh, up in the top, almost the top center of the page. Click on that. And that's going to get you where you need to be. Even if you participated last year, you've got to go there again. Right, guys? Absolutely. Everybody needs to sign up every year because it's the only way that we know that they're participating. And it also ensures that they get listed on the website as a participating shop. So when the consumers are looking to support that, they know where they are. So again, I know I, I asked you a question then you told this great story, but in keeping with how Breaks for Breast works, why don't you just come in as we bring our guests on and, and clarify any of the of the details? But uh, I, I think if we get into it right now, we may take the, some of the thunder away from our from our guests that are coming on that want to tell their story and and how they got involved. So, any final words before we bring these great people with us uh, to talk about it? I'm ready to go. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Sam and Lori Councilman from Glenshaw Auto Service, Glenshaw, PA. Hi, guys. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. Glad to have you here. So the big thing is I click on this thing and I get involved and I it's, it's breaks, breaks. Oh, those are breaks. They go on the car. And what's that got to do with breasts and, and the vaccine? And how does it all work? Well, you got to get your vendor to be on board with you, right? Yeah, that's correct. Without the right supplier and, the, and 
even, you know, what, the way things are right now, it's very important to have backing from your part supplier. You probably made a phone call. You or Sam made a phone call and, uh, hey, let's do this thing. Was there any pushback? How did you convince someone to be, be a partner with you on this? The vendor that we use is also a local company. He really bought into the program and what we want to do. We didn't get any pushback. He's been an excellent supporter. And um, he's, even though we do have cost issues now with things being more expensive, he's on board again this year. And it's uh, Professional Parts Incorporated, which is local here to Pittsburgh. And Sam, is are they outside of Pittsburgh also? They have other stores, but they have three stores in Pittsburgh and they are, yeah, we just, when we signed up for it, all he asked for was a letter basically ex- explaining and we were able to show them, um, you know, Lauren Leanne do a great job with the website. So he checked it out and um, yeah, the, it really wasn't an issue. Uh, the only thing we did was commit to uh, making it somewhat of a win for him in that any car that we checked out that needed other work, we told him we would source him for the parts on on any job. Think about that as a as a partnership. Hey, guy, to your supplier, I love the strategy, Sam. What supplier would not would not want to play in that sandbox with you? First of all, if they're your first call almost all the time, then that's a wonderful thing. And then furthermore, uh, you're going to make a strong commitment to let them have just about. I would assume everything for the month, right? Pretty much, yeah. Laura, Leanne, if I go to the website under support, I'm sure there's probably a letter I could print out if I had to show it to my vendor. There is. We actually have two pieces in the website. So the first one, if you've never done something like this before, it literally guides you through, where do I start? It says, make your call to your vendor. Here's what you say to your vendor. Set up a meeting with your vendor. And the second piece is very stealthy. It gives all the information about the program and what the run vendor's role is in the program. So when you just go to the Participating Shop Resource Center on our website, all that information is right there for you. And it's always updated Year to year. Here's the bottom line. It's not hard to get your vendors on board. No, it, ha- it wasn't for us. I, I firmly believe that if our vendor wasn't on this year, we would have another one that would jump on at the opportunity. So, okay. So we all, we all understand that negotiation tool, huh? I would hate to think that it comes to, well, look at, I found someone willing, so I'm going to give them a lot of my business uh, during October. So thank you so much. Appreciate it. I understand that you don't want to help us and be part of this great program. So we're going to have to find or go somewhere else. Why? Because Lori and Sam want to do this. You're right. Mm-hmm. I'm convinced, Sam. I'm on board. Let's do this. That's the way it is. And, that, you know, we reached out last week, like I said, just to verify that we were good for this year because we all know there's issues getting parts right now. Let's consider what we're doing here today, this webinar for Breaks to Breast, as the um, the bow on that relationship. So if somebody says, ah, we're not really sure, you got to give them the URL to this Facebook page and let them watch this. You got to let them see what we talked about for vendors. You got to let them hear Dr. Johnson. You got to watch it to the complete end. You got to really understand what's going on and how many people are on board. Not only are we here to convince and drag in that one more, Leanne and Laura, but we're also here to create 
the legitimacy for vendors wanting to get involved, local vendors. If it's not somebody national, this is a great way to prove to people why, hey, we got to get on board with Sam and Lori. I just watched this video. This is hot. This is big. They've raised over $1.4 million. Are you kidding me? Wow. And even to add to the legitimacy, Carm, on our website, there are letters from Dr. Tui articles. I mean, there's everything there. So if they're questioning the legitimacy of any of that, there's plenty of information there. Listen, you guys are legit, man. I mean, maybe in the first year or two, somebody said, oh, is this real? But you guys are legit. The, the people that don't know about Breaks for Breasts, we have to get on board. And that's why we do this marketing stuff and, and informational resource like this webinar. Sam, Lori, thank you for helping with that and, and letting us understand. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. They'll be back at the end. Alan and Helen, you, how are you guys? Welcome on board from GIC Car Care Clinic, San Jose, California. It's uh, breakfast time out there for you guys, huh? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So glad that you're here. Um, How to get started and launch this successful uh, fundraiser. You got a great story to tell us? Uh, yes, in the beginning, we have a hard time, but we try our way. We are very lucky. I reach out to two channels, Channel 6 and Channel 13. Mm-hmm. We were on TV two times. At the last year or the first year? First two years. First two years. Yeah, so we were so lucky. And then we spread out the world and share with every single customer coming. Hey, you know what? We want to collect more money. If you can able to help and share and spread the word out. To tell your friends, your family, if they can participating to join us or get the car fixed. And also you can help to collect money to get the vaccine done sooner. So we will be solve the problem sooner. So that will help a lot. And lots of customers willing to do. And also they're happy even though they not they don't need a break pad right now. But they say, I'm going to help out. I'm going to share with my coworker, whatever they can. So that's help a lot. Yeah, actually, last year, we didn't do a whole lot of breaks. It wasn't very little. So I end up just have, telling customers that we're going to donate 10% of, you know, whatever we're going to make, whatever we're going to gross for the month. So that's what wow. we did. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. So the way to spread the word is very easy. Just, uh, I don't know if, you know, other other shops are using, you know, uh, email, CRM, things like that. Well, we have Mechanic Advisor. I just have them uh, email blast them twice a month and text blast once a month and also the month before September. I don't know about you, Leanne, but to be on TV in San Jose. Wow. Right. That's huge. Yeah, that was fun. These two are (laughs) rock stars. They are rock stars. (laughs) Helen, I remember you calling when you were on TV. It was so exciting. Yeah, it was so nervous, but somehow uh, (laughs) it's okay. And I got some experience and I, if I have a chance, I will do that again. And want to help as much as we can. Um, we are so excited and be part of the team. And I, I want more people to join us. And my goal, I would, if I have a chance to talk to different shop owner, I will ask them, come on, join us. That's the way we can help to support, make the team bigger and bigger. And, you know, we need the vaccine sooner. Do you know what I heard Helen and Alan say? We may not do that many breaks, but we were going to donate 10% of what we did in October. So think about the diagnostic shops that, you know, they may not do that much heavy work, 
but still want to participate in this. So the occasional breaks come in, they promote it. Maybe they get some uh, press in the local trades. Maybe they get on TV. Maybe they spread the word. This is all marketing and community-wise for one of the greatest causes that we have in, in our world. Helen and Alan broke the code. I don't have to do a lot of breaks to participate. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And Carm, I think that's one of the coolest things about Breaks for Breasts is to watch our supporters kind of come up with their own way to support the cause. If it's not exactly, you know, 100% the Breaks for Breasts way. And then another example besides Alan and Helen is we have a shop that does all high-end vehicles. Well, I mean, it doesn't make sense. They certainly can't afford to give away brakes on, you know, Mercedes and Rolls Royces. So they just donate X amount of dollars per brake job rather than the 10%. So it's just so exciting to watch how innovative our industry is. Yes. Yeah, it's great. Basically what Leanne and Laura are saying, make it work in your shop. Yes. Have fun with it. Be creative. Right. Do, do what you like to do. and. Helen and Alan, they went outside the box, right? They went outside their comfort yeah. zone. And now you can say you've been on TV, you know? Yes. Yeah. In San Jose, golly, it's got to cost 20000 a minute in San Jose. <laughs> oh, my. Well, hey, thank you for sharing your story, Helen. And it was really eye-opening, I think, to hear how you, you stretched your thinking and uh, got on TV and uh, figured out how to do it. And thank you again. Uh, Jimmy Lee from Cooey is going to join us. Hey, Jimmy. Hello, everybody. So good to see you. Oh, my gosh. What a beautiful day. Uh, sporting my Breaks for Breast beads. These pink beads are very special. Carmen, we'll get you a pair. Thank you. Yes, we love Breaks for Breast. We love working together with Laura and Leanne. And what a great program. Everybody knows somebody who is affected by breast cancer. And the fact that this is preventable what a wonderful, beautiful, beautiful opportunity we have to support this program. So excited to be part of this program. Thank you. So, so Jimmy, um, without Kakui, we wouldn't have this professional oh website, right? Right. Awesome. Yes. Thank Where you. everybody can go to get all their resources. Marketing materials. Uh, the Q&A. There's a, an amazing resource center on there that Kakui has, has helped us so much with. Thank you. Yes. And everybody here at Kakui, we all love the Breaks for Breast program. We love that we can support you with the website. And just as Alan was saying, emails to go out to their entire database, text messages going out to their entire database, postcards that go out to the entire campaign. We can send these postcards to everybody. This is awesome. This is amazing. I've got an example of what they look like this with the breaks for breast information, uh, the fact that we're curing breast cancer, um, preventing breast cancer, not just curing it. And the more we can get out there and, and make people aware of this, the better it's going to be. So huge shout outs to those shops that are helping out. Huge shout outs to, in fact, I've got a small little list here. I'd love to reach for you to Graham Auto Repair. Dave's Automotive, Santa Rosa Transmission and Car Care. Those are a couple of them to name real quickly, um, as well as Mighty Auto Pros. You guys, thank you. I mean, this is this is awesome. We love this program. Kikui, in fact, what we're doing with Kikui is to support by donating every postcard that Kikui sends. We donate 10 cents to the program. Last year, wow. 20,000 postcards were sent. Boom, shabam. Love it. We love supporting this. The goal? 100,000 postcards 
The goal, oh, wow. 200,000 postcards. The goal, we want to hit a million postcards, you guys. Let's do this. Let's do this together. That'd we be can make fantastic. It happen. That'd, That'd be great. Be a million dollars, a million postcards. That would be, sp- <laughs> yeah. Right. Let me explain what Jimmy's saying about the postcards. If you go on to breaksforbreasts.com in the marketing materials, you can get these postcards. I mean, yeah, they're going to cost you a couple of pennies to send this out, but it's all part of the marketing campaign. And because they're coming from Kukui, they're going to donate money because you have chosen to use a postcard or one of the postcards as a marketing piece that should start, what, within the next couple of weeks, right, Jimmy? Yeah, you want to get your orders in now. In fact, right. the... The previous deadline was last Friday, the 26th of August, but get those orders in now. There's still time. We can get it into the line. You want to get your orders in now for those postcards. Whether you're using Kakui or any other postcard provider, you need to get on this right now. Definitely. One thing I'd like to say for those of of the people out there listening that aren't aware, Breaks for Breasts is simply Laura and I, two volunteers with a literal budget of zero, who took this from five shops in Ohio to hundreds across the United States. And why did that happen? Because of people like you, Carm, because of people like you, Jimmy Lee, because of our industry helping us rise. And you guys are amazing. You know, Jimmy, you just excited me when you started to go down your list. And it reminded me of the old telethons from years and years ago where people come in and they would read off their pledge, right? So Laura, Leanne, next year, Maybe we can get Jimmy to read the whole list. Who knows? But. I'll do it. <laughs> That'd be I'll do awesome. It. That would be that would be so cool. You know, and if your name's not on that list, be embarrassed. <laughs> and let's read the I love top that. twenty on the list. Those that are the yes. high, you know, that's the goal. We want to be the top twenty. Yeah, we should put the four figure. Yeah, put the top twenty donors on a list and read it. Wow. Well, sounds like fun. Wish I would have thought of that sooner, but okay, Jimmy. We're ready for next year. Thank you for the inspiration and all the work that you're doing uh, with Kakui to support Breaks for Breast. Thank you. Hey, we've got uh, Chris Kozad, Alternative Auto Care, Columbus, Ohio. How you doing, Chris? I am great, Carm. It's nice to be here. Laura, good to see you. Good to see you, too, Chris. Hi. Hey, so you're a longtime supporter. Were you there with us on day one? I was not. Uh, I think 2014 was my first year. Yeah, darn close. Yeah. But uh, yeah, very close. So tell us your story. Well, that year, 2014, um, you know, breast cancer touches everybody. You're absolutely right. But it really touched me personally and my family very personally. And my partner who passed in June, not of breast cancer, but... Some of her difficulty were complications from breast cancer treatment. So she was cancer-free, but the radiation was a big factor. And so in that 2014 year, she was between her first diagnosis and her recurrence. Um, Her mother was a 40-year breast cancer survivor. I've lost three dear friends in the last year, plus Gloria. And I just know so many people. It's just something that I'm really, really passionate about. And uh, so I was happy to jump on board that first uh, year, 2014, for me, and, you know, we didn't do a lot, but it gets a little bit bigger every year, and we just keep growing. I, uh, I'm i a TechNet shop, and so I push TechNet hard to get them involved on, on a more uh, substantial level. I'm sure other people push them, too, but it's important, and it's important to give back whatever the cause that you choose in your community. I think it's really important for uh, businesses in general, shop owners in particular, to care and to give back. And so this was the perfect match for me. 
So I am delighted to do it. I think I'm a little over personal shop donations, a little over 11,000 right now. So incredible. Yeah. And she said, oh, we didn't do very well. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's amazing chris thank you so much for your story just everyone that i has that personal story i have a personal story too with my wife ann that's why i'm here chris you're talking about the treatment and all when you have and of course we all have the experience and you feel a little helpless like you can't really do anything for me this gives me an outlet to feel like i'm making a difference I couldn't maybe be the doctor or do anything like that, but at least I'm doing something through uh, Breaks for Breasts. And I very much believe that we're doing something good for our industry as well. You know, we are encouraging um, buy-in from various kinds of vendors, from Kukui to park stores and suppliers. We are uh, training our fellow shop owners around philanthropy and that there's more uh, to being a good business uh, person in your community than just, you know, sponsor on the Little League team now and again, which is fine. Right. But this is something that really everybody I know has a connection to breast cancer one way or the other. And so it's just, it's, I think it's great. It's great for the cause. It's great for the industry. It's great for our vendors. Um, you know, you mentioned, I start in August. Every break inspection we do, they get a little postcard stapled to their repair order when they pick up that says, because you had a break inspection today, telling them about breaks for breasts and that what's coming up in October. And then we start pushing it in September on our website and our uh, Facebook page. And, you know, we've just really, we've had a lot of fun with it. My crew gets behind it. Uh, I guess I should mention that my entire shop is all women technicians. And so they also take this really personally. Not that to say that men don't get breast cancer, because I want to add that they in fact do. Uh, But it's much more commonly thought of as as a cause that affects more women. Uh, But let's not forget that men get it too. But it's just, it's fun. We have fun with it. Everybody wears pink. We hand out pink balloons and pink candy. And, you know, we just have a lot of fun with it. I can't help but think of the awareness that it brings to the professionalism of our industry to be behind something like this that that makes a lot of noise in your community for a great cause. And I think once people understand it's about a, it's about a vaccine research, I think they walk away. Tell me if I'm right or wrong, guys. I think they walk away with a completely different opinion that I'm not just putting money for breast cancer. Maybe it's survivorship, something, but I'm, I'm doing it for future research for vaccine. And God, we've been inundated with the word vaccine in our language and in our library for the last two years. And there's no doubt that people have probably a bigger, higher degree of respect for the word vaccine than ever before. And then 100% of every penny they donate goes to that research. I mean, a lot of times you donate and there's a lot of great causes out there. It doesn't all go, though, to the actual cause or the research, you know, administrative gets eaten up by some other things. So this is unique, I feel, in that way, too. I think that's really true because, you know, I'm in uh, Columbus. I am right near Ohio State and the James Cancer Hospital, and they do some pretty remarkable research on breast cancer treatment. And so a lot of times when the people would come into the shop and they first see that, oh, are you supporting the James? Is it, you know, some other cause? And then I talk about that it's for a vaccine. So really making that difference. And this is for my kids. 
you know, my mother-in-law was a survivor. My partner was a survivor. I have two daughters. There is heredity to this. And uh, doing it that way, doing it as a vaccine and as a prevention for women and, and men in the future, I think is just, I love it. So well said, Chris. What a spokesperson you are for Breaks for Breast. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Again, to remind you, breaksforbreasts.com. Click on the repair shop, sign up for 2022. And as Laura and Leanne say, you got to sign up every year. And our goal here is one more shop from all the current shop owners. Please pick up the phone. Talk to someone in your networking or coaching group. Talk to somebody in the next town over. Talk to somebody four blocks away. And if not, we'll reach out through this webinar, and hopefully there's a ton of people that are going to see this thing and say, yeah, let me get off my best intentions and get involved this year. It's time. Laura and Leanne have proven to us that this thing is their passion, and we want to get behind it. And, you know, if anybody has any questions, our number's on the website. Just give us a call. I mean, we're passionate about it. We want to help. Don't be shy. And honestly, the the best place to start, Carm, is go to the website, go to the resource center and read the Q&A. It is literally every question we've been asked since the beginning. And it really lays out exactly how everything works. And these ladies put their phone number, like you said, Laura, on the website. I looked at that thing and I said, I got to call her at 10 o'clock tonight. (laughs) See if she'll answer. Uh. <laughs> it's so cool. Uh, well, hey, look at uh, let's meet Dr. Justin Johnson. Dr. Johnson, nice to be with you, man. Cleveland Clinic lead researcher, and uh, wow, what part has breaks the breast uh, played in the research you do, sir? Well, at this point, uh, we consider Laura and Leanne and the whole Breaks for Breast uh, extended team and all the shop owners to be family. They're really part of our research team because we couldn't have done it without them. And I really mean that, because if we rewind to 2011 and uh, $1.4 million ago, we were actually finding it difficult to raise money to launch the clinical trial. And we were surprised because we had a publication in a very high-profile journal, Nature Medicine, in 2010, showing that this vaccine could potentially be effective in people. And we thought, well, people will be throwing money at us to support a phase one clinical trial. And it was anything but because the idea was really too far ahead of its time, we think. The idea of preventing breast cancer with a vaccine was unheard of, or any cancer for that matter, in 2011. And uh, Laura and Leanne believed in us. And they started this program and it's blossomed. And without it, we never could have gotten to where we are now. So thank you. It's been our pleasure. And Justin, just what I was talking about in the beginning, about when I mentioned it, you know, during my mom's cancer treatment um, back in 2011, and the response was, they laughed at me. That's kind of what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, you think it's this great idea, and then what? Yeah, what? we were shocked. So, you know, you guys were early believers in our program and our idea, and you still are. And Now we can say, we did it, and the work's not done, but we do have a phase one clinical trial going. Laura, you mentioned another really good point about how every dollar that Breaks for Breasts raises goes to this lab. There's no overhead advertising, anything like that. You're not paying CEO salaries or anything like that. You're supporting this lab, the salaries of myself and the people that work in the lab and the supplies that we need to do the research 
Um, and when you donate to a big, you know, big organization, big pink ribbon organizations, there is a lot of overhead and you don't know where your dollars are going. You're not sure what they're spending that on. But we can tell you, your dollars have gone to support a phase one clinical trial that is currently in progress. We definitely have a, something to show for the, the generous donations that have come in. I do believe that someday we're going to look back at this and... Uh and I don't mean this in a negative way, but have the last laugh. I think we're going to have maybe the last cry. Right. That's more accurate. <laughs> so, uh, Dr. Johnson, what's it like to be on the front front lines of this? It's exciting. It's thrilling. To be honest, sometimes it's stressful because it is a high-profile program. And we're a very small team. We're, we're running very efficiently. In the, in the laboratory, it's just me and four other people, including Dr. Tui who is uh, the head of the lab. And then we have um, a clinical team headed by Dr. Bud in the Tosic Cancer Center here at Cleveland Clinic, who's handling the actual uh, administration of the vaccine and monitoring of the patients. But it's a small team. So there's a lot of pressure on all of us, but everyone is very uh, excited, very skillful and passionate about this uh, project. So really it's just thrilling and it's a privilege to work on this program. And I have to mention, you know, the inspiration that I got from Dr. Tui, who unfortunately couldn't join us today because of a conflict. But I've spent my entire professional career working for Dr. Tui in this laboratory, and I've certainly learned a lot. And one of the first things I learned as a student in his laboratory was the thrill and the privilege of being the first person to know something. When you run an experiment that oh, no one ever right. has ever done before. Mm. And you, you get the data from a machine and you, you look at it and you realize you're the only person in the world that knows this. Wow. It's a thrill. And, it's and of incredible. course, as a scientist, you want your instinct is you want to share that information with the world, especially if it's good information. But for those few brief moments, you're the only person that knows. And, and wow. it's, that's really thrilling. And of course, we're thrilled to have the opportunity to potentially help these uh, women in the trial now and uh, and beyond, hopefully, if our vaccine is successful. Phase ones, as you just mentioned, are started. Uh, what does it really mean going forward? So in phase one, it's just a small number of patients at one location here at Cleveland Clinic. And our primary goal is to test the safety of the vaccine. Secondarily, we're also trying to determine an optimal dose so if we pass the safety tests and we find the optimal dose in phase one, then we can expand to a phase two where we're looking at efficacy and we're expanding the trial to include a large number of women potentially in multiple locations. And then phase three and beyond, we hope we eventually get to the doctor's office where women can come in and ask their doctor for a vaccination to prevent breast cancer. But right now, we're still early in that process. We're in phase one. Which means they need us now more than ever. That's correct. Wow. So we know we can get through phase one, but phase two, uh, we'd like to get through that too. So we need your continued support. So has this research for you opened up any other avenues or research in the lab? Yeah, we're really excited about the breast cancer vaccine and this trial. We're looking at doing other trials with this vaccine. The current trial, because we've not established safety yet, is more of a treatment modality. The patients that we're currently treating have already had triple negative breast cancer and are in remission. Eventually, we would like to do a trial, once we've established safety, 
where we're immunizing healthy women that are at risk for breast cancer and see if we can prevent it. That would be something else on the horizon in our list of goals. Uh, in parallel, we are also working on developing an ovarian cancer vaccine that would also potentially be uh, a prevention vaccine. We're never satisfied to you know, rest on our laurels here in the TUI lab and at Cleveland Clinic. We're always looking ahead. What, can, what else can we do? You're, you're in total prevention mode, aren't you? Yes. Uh, Dr. TUI's motto is prevention is the cure. My grandma always said, you know, an ounce of prevention, pound of cure. It, it's an old idea. It's not a new idea. But in medicine, it seems like it is a new idea. Um, but it's an idea that's finally starting to catch on. That damn spoonful of sugar thing, right? Mm-mm-mm. Well, I, I got to tell you, it, it just reminds me of uh, how important the industry, this automotive aftermarket industry that has embraced Justin and Dr. Tui's lab as the savior for potentially uh, a breast cancer vaccine is, you know, why aren't there 100,000 shops in play around the country with this? And again, it's just not this webinar that is, I think, going to push people over. We just need the voices of everyone in the industry to start talking about this. Guys, I know how busy we all are, but somewhere along the line, Dr. Johnson found some time for us. And so did our other guests. Let's bring them all back on and uh, let's let's have a conclusion here. Any final words from our team based on what we just heard from Dr. Johnson? I would just like to say that, you know, if there is a shop out there listening, this is community involvement. And even if you don't know somebody directly around you that's been affected, this is, as everybody said, affects everybody in that's living. You know, all different kind of kinds of cancers. So be involved in the community. It doesn't take a lot. Just make a little effort and it'll just keep on growing. Well said, Lori. Thank you. I'd like to say, though, um, that Breaks for Breast happens because of all the shops. Lori, Sam, Helen, Alan, Chris, Jimmy Lee, Kakui supporting, all the vendors that support. That's what Breaks for Breast is, guys. It's it's our industry and it is so fantastically awesome. And to Laura's point, I mean, if you think about it, name an industry where all of the businesses unite. Like you go to McDonald's and you put your change in the little thing for the McDonald's charity, which is fantastic, but that's one big corporate venue. This is all independent mom and shops holding hands with one another to put the brakes on breast cancer. How incredible is that? Very. Well, and I want to add that it's your community too. It's your customers. It's, you know, we build a lot of excitement. The crew has fun with it. It builds shop culture and it, you know, it's people say to me all the time, Oh, it's almost October. Where's your pink shirt? You know, I mean, it's become <laughs> That's a awesome. Thing. Yeah. That's awesome. There's a huge story in this webinar that again, we can watch it for the first five minutes or the first 10, but you're not going to pull from it. The emotion, the value the fact that we need to bring in more people by just watching the first 10 minutes. It's going to be a 45-minute watch or a listen. It's going to be on, on my YouTube channel. It'll go out as a podcast next week. We're going to do everything that we can to get the word out. It'll be on the Breaks for Breast Facebook page. It's there now, and we need to share it. We need to put it out. We need to do our part. Every shop owner, within the sound of our voice, even when you listen to this thing as a podcast, please click the links and uh, and get on board. It's pretty darn simple that we've heard. And our theme here was bring one more in. 
And I think this allows us to look at breast cancer in a completely different way. You guys got on board 11 years ago. It's about prevention. It's about creating the vaccine. And um, how do you measure heartache? Laura, Leanne, any final words? How do you measure heartache? You fight back a little bit by doing something like this. For me, it, it helps a bit. Right. And especially, I mean, the day we got the phone call, the first woman who was vaccinated. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that was amazing. How exciting. We're obviously in, in breakthrough opportunity here with what's going down at the Cleveland Clinic and Dr. Tui's team, along with you, Dr. Johnson. I, I mean, you know, I'm only three hours away. I'd love, can I have a tour of your lab? Absolutely, you could. We'd love to have you. Tracy and I need to come down there and do a field trip on this. I think that would be great. Leanne, Laura, when you present the check this year, we want to come down, okay? Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. We need to just keep going with this thing. It's not just October. I think if October 23 is going to work well, we need to start talking about it now. Absolutely. Fantastic idea. Tracy and I are into this field trip thing, and we want to go out, and we've got a couple of really cool episodes coming up where we're just out into the industry looking and seeing it. We have this really cool episode on avocados coming out. Wait till you see it and how it all fits to our industry. We tied it in. So cool. So thank you all so much for being here. This was really uh, exciting. Leanne Best, uh, Laura Frank, Alan and Helen Yu, Sam and Lori Councilman, Jimmy Lee, Chris Kozad. And Dr. Johnson, thanks so much for being here. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.